Hello. Hi. Hi. Hey. So what are you doing? You're outside with the kids? Yeah, we'll see how this goes. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted to tell you that I'm finally going to start the Blessed Herbs. And, you know, I've been putting it off for a while. <laughs> so I yeah. just did the, like, today I was going to do the day one of the nine program where you, like, take the digestive stimulator before dinner. Um, and then I'll take the toxin absorber at night. But the last two days, I just took the digestive stimulator before bed. And I recall when I used to, my number was usually like four or five. And so I've been taking four, but definitely like, um, you know, like softer poop, like whack. Like the four, I'm almost like, I don't even know. Maybe I'm not four anymore. Like maybe it's three, but my stomach has been so weird and like I told you it's almost like um period cramps and ovulating cramps so it's interesting how they're so like confused with like you know because our reproductive system and the digestive system is so close together they feel so similar to me and I wonder how many other people have that issue you know what I mean and don't know the difference or don't know it's definitely a thing it's definitely a thing because sometimes you can have uh, a stomach ache, like a, like a poop sensation or you, and you can think it's like a period cramp or exactly. vice versa. So it's right, really crazy right. how they can, how they can cross. Yeah. Because like right now I should not be having like ovulating cramps or period crampy feeling at all. Um, right. and I have been, so it was kind of like weird. So anyway, so I finally started it and definitely, um, you know, super stinky gross farts. Like, I don't know what those digestive simulators are doing to me. Cause I don't remember them like doing that before, but my, my stomach is definitely off, which is why I need to do the blessed herbs. And even though I've been putting it off, which is annoying because like, you know, I like to do a fast when I like want to do a fast. I like fasting, but when I'm not in the mood to do a fast, it's never like ideal really to do one. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's real quick side note, because you mentioned the, um, the stinky farts. And I know you know this, but right now I'm treating my body from a Chinese medicine perspective. So it, it is, has been coming up for me when I'm with my acupuncturist. Yeah. And, um, you know, an issue for Link is definitely the stinky gas. It's definitely an issue for me, too. But it's interesting because that's never an issue for Ross. Like, since I've met him, he's never had like stinky farts. Like, if he does, we're like, oh my God, that's weird. Like he just has never had stinky gas. It's just him. So she's saying that, you know, it's from excess heat in the body, which, you know, that would be the Chinese medicine perspective. But the reason why I truly believe it's a major issue for me is because of other things that are habit for me, like picking my cuticles, cracking my knuckles. All of those things are also signs of excess heat. And I know you might not have things like picking your cuticles and cracking your knuckles, but um, the the stinky gas is like a thing for you. And it really is like the excess heat. Well, which it's, is not just a, really... it's not really a thing. I go through periods, but I think most people do, but it's not right. Like, it's not like I always have stinky gas. No, <laughs> no, no, me either. Yeah. Me either. But right, it but comes up. But during that time of when it does come up, it really would make sense that the body's trying to like, expel heat because heat to me would be like toxicity um or too much of the wrong food or whatever it might be or too much fat or whatever so the body's trying to like get rid of that excess heat and that and that would make sense but at that point I feel like I want to have better tools on on hand to then 
balance out that heat and that cooling. Like, I don't know enough about it, to be honest. Well, but- I, you know, I did the, I do, by the way, I do have excess heat all the time when I used to do Chinese medicine all the time, which is why the redness of the skin and the acne, those are all. Right. It comes out and it comes out in different ways for you. It comes out in different ways for everyone. Right. But, um, personally I went down that route of trying to heal with Chinese medicine and I'm like, just not into it. Like, I, I I don't care to try to, you know what I mean? Like I I did all those things. Like I not, and what, anyway, anyway, so what I wanted to discuss with you, because I thought this was so interesting. I yeah. opened the book to kind of like just make sure I remembered how to do it because I forgot like, oh, yeah, you do the digestive stimulator, stimulator before dinner and then the toxins right. and absorber at night. And you know how at the bottom of the little booklet, they'll sometimes have like facts. And so right. the first fact says the colon has three functions, absorb sodium and water, incubate beneficial bacteria and eliminate waste. And I was like, Wait a minute. I, I'm. I, we've actually probably had this conversation before, probably over this exact thing, like deja vu. But I don't remember it because I'm kind of sitting here going, "Wow, the colon has the function to absorb sodium and water," which in my mind I would have said kidneys because I've always, I've always had water retention issues, which is another thing so many women suffer for, and they just think that they're fat. Because I, I felt like that for a long time. I always felt like, oh, my God, I, I'm, like, so fat right now. I gained five pounds. But the reality is it's water weight. And you can easily, which is why, for me, I'm so, I weigh so much less in the morning than I do later in the day or after a shower. Some people weigh the same all the time. But since I have water retention issues, my weight fluctuates all the time. And it's water weight. So I thought it was interesting because I'm always in my mind just thinking how, sh- you know, kidney 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 which it is I'm not saying it's not but I my main thing and that I've been trying to heal all these years and work with is digestive stuff so I never thought colon's function the top three was absorb sodium and water did you know that yeah definitely knew that yeah the, the colon absorbs water and eliminates waste that's like it's it's main thing which is why the dehydration of the colon is such a um what's the word that I want to use like uh epidemic pretty much because everybody has a dehydrated colon and it's pretty much translates to the whole body that's why dehydration is like seriously like it's a gut issue and it's like a serious epidemic when people have like dry skin like that's that's just showing how truly dry your body is from the inside well I guess it's like I knew that because we've talked about it before but I guess in my mind when I think water retention and absorbing like sodium and water and dehydration the first thing I go to is kidneys but this is making me think different now because yes my kidneys are probably not great but I don't wouldn't say I necessarily have like I feel kidney issues digestive issues are more obvious to me for my situation you know what I mean so it's making me wonder now I wonder if the water retention issue and all that really is like a colon issue is that making sense what I'm trying to say? Yeah, it is because you also get the bloating. Exactly. And, because it's right. bloating right now too. My stomach's been like bloated because I was even, you know, this person that I was following um, in their bathing suit doing a yoga move. And I was thinking like, you know, that chick eats tons of carbs. It's not about even like w- so much what she's eating, but like not getting any type of bloating and definitely doesn't have water retention issues. So it is kind of like, 
some people can eat so much more but not have like a little bloated belly, which is so interesting. Well, no, their their weaknesses come out in different ways, which we know, like, you know, everybody has like their, the way their body responds to things, you know? So for her, she might have other issues and we don't know what those issues are because we don't know that person, but they might have other issues, but it's not bloating. Like I have major gut issues and I have, I get like the acidy feeling or I get um, the weird poop or stinky gas or whatever you know, whatever way my body's expressing my issues at the time, but I don't get bloating and I never have gotten bloating. So there's definitely a component there for you, which I also think is hormonal because you have the skin, you have other issues that point, that point to hormonal stuff. Right. But again, even hormonal stuff really is a lot of gut. Exactly. But it all ties in. It all ties in. You can't say it's gut and not kidneys or kidneys and not gut because, you know, it's all, it's all related. And just to circle back around of what I was saying with the Chinese medicine, I don't think that's the only way to treat the body. And I think that that's a lot of people's downfall because I would think it's like super important to go through periods of all the types of healing because you get different perspectives and then you, you get a different angle on things because Really, when it all comes down to it, it's all herbs and detox. No, I know. When I did you know? um, Chinese medicine, though, I was doing full circle. I was doing, you know, all my other stuff, and it added that in. I'm just saying, in my mind, adding it in, just an extra more things to take and do. No, I know. I, you're not, I, you're not, that's not where you are right now. That's just not where you're yeah, at. And also, like, you have to find somebody that you really, really align with, because like we have spoken about since I've been seeing this new acupuncturist, I've seen like six plus acupuncturists and I've never felt a shift. This is the first time I've ever seen an acupuncturist where I'm like, wow, this is making a huge difference for me. And I actually can feel it and recognize the shift. So you really, in a lot of sense, have to see like a master, but you know what, that just proves that people can, can practice all different types of alternative, um, alternative healing and they might not see a shift or see results at first but then you have to like keep going with it or try different angles oh and and you have to be that's why it's it's not a um one size fits all and it's not a quick fix it's a whole journey no I mean that's another thing you know this this podcast of this conversation I'm sure a lot of people would listen and say what the hell they get like a weird poop or a stinky fart or they have bloating because it's like we've been vegan and holistic and all this stuff for so long. But it's like, that's the whole point of it is that it's a lifestyle. It's not like you just do these little things and people think they can just do like a weekend fast or a weekend detox and like heal shit. It just does not work like that. It's an ongoing, you know, lifestyle of, you know, working getting yourself whatever but it's not like everybody you feel amazing all the time like we all have shifts and that's one sad thing too about even a lot of the vegans that were vegan for a few years and then all of a sudden they start like having weird symptoms and what do they do always blame it on the vegan diet it's so lame like the lame right and it's and it's the detox and it's the detox and they and they don't even go and try different avenues like even you know just as the example i mentioned I've been to six different acupuncturists and didn't feel a shift until now. Yeah. It depends on where your body's at. It depends on what time of your life you're in, even in an emotional perspective. So 
what before when I saw acupuncture, so I was in a completely different mental space. So maybe right now, I'm in a mental space where I've actually cleared other traumas to where this can now have effect, an effect on me on a physical level. Right. So there's so many layers to this, which is why when people ask for help, sometimes it's so, I, I can't even like figure out where to start because it's a journey and it's a lifestyle and you have to be diligent and you have to be willing to fail and try new things and try things one time and then come back to it years later. And, you know, you either want to be dedicated to that or you don't, but it's really about having control over your body and health. That's yeah. what it's really about. It's, do you want to take your health into your own hands? Yeah. And I mean, for me, even like we've discussed the, even, you know, when you were feeling a little off not too long ago, this whole shift of what's going on planet earth right now is affecting everybody. And people yeah. that aren't really in tune with their body could also easily blame it on so many things, but every, you know, we just have to kind of be okay with going through shifts, ebbs and flows and, you know, feeling off. But like, look, if you are into astrology and you look at the planets of what's going on, it's like pretty clear of why you're feeling off or I'm feeling off, even though we always want to like fix it and think it's, you know, we need to, we need to take this herb or we need to, you know, change something up, but it's really, no, because yeah, because sometimes, sometimes things are on an energetic level and our DNA is shifting right now, which is a really big, huge topic that is kind of hard to even understand and wrap our head around. But the last time I went to acupuncture, you know, the acupuncturists feel your pulses because you're, you have different pulses throughout your body relating to different organ systems. Right. And um, she was feeling my pulse and she actually said there was a vibrational component to um, a, a couple of my pulses. And she said, typically what that means with the vibrational component is the shifting of your DNA. And right. she said that, you know, she for to hear an, a practitioner, I mean, this is a well-rounded, educa educated person, to hear her talking about the shifting of the DNA was blowing my mind because it was something that I had already um, become aware of through listening to channelers and other, you know, spiritual sources. But to hear her talk about it on a physical level and talk about how in Chinese medicine, they've actually been studying this more recently because in the past like in the in the latest shift that's kind of happened with the um with the earth and why i actually appreciate this about chinese medicine because they incorporate astrology and and the shifts of the earth and the energy aspect right she said right. that they've noticed that new pulses have come in and old pulses have fallen away and this vibrational aspect so it was a really crazy conversation because i was like wow like I didn't even ask her about the DNA shifting or any of that. And she brought it up and she had like a whole explanation for it. And she even said that some like masters have been like talking about it in conferences and stuff. I'm like, wow, this is full circle because it really just makes me feel like I'm confident in where I'm getting my information and confident in listening to my intuition because I had the feeling that that was what I was going through and my body was going through a major shift. And the symptoms I was having also match up with that shift. And then to hear her justify it and kind of confirm it for me with my pulse, I was like, okay, like, this is, wow, like, I was right. Yeah. Well, so, no, And I it takes years to gain that. It takes years to gain that intuition where you can feel into your body and be like, I'm pretty sure this is going on. And, and you can't just, like, listen to your intuition if you're not in touch with, with it. But at this point, I feel pretty in touch with it. Right. You know, I don't know. 
Well, no, because when, when you see right now, you can even look it up, like look up ascension symptoms, like all the stuff we've kind of maybe mentioned over the past month. Like it's always on that list of <laughs> what's happening. I don't know, because, yeah, I've been feeling like nauseous and I'm usually not someone that gets nauseous. So, which right. is what sparked me to want to do another blessed herbs, which I've done. So, so the so blessed herbs, herbs you mentioned, it was going to be different. So what ended up happening with that? Is it different? The, yeah, no, no, no. They, they changed yeah. the formula. So it is different. And I feel like it, it doesn't look as appealing. Not that the clay mixture was ever good tasting, but they took out the clay and now it's just psyllium, um, chlorella and like something else. And so, yeah, you basically only drink that drink for breakfast and dinner and so they don't remember how before it was like the apple juice mixed with it and it was like every two to three hours now it's just um twice a day so it's before breakfast um before dinner even though it's not an actual breakfast or dinner it's a liquid fast but it's just the two times so every other time and it just says they recommend apple juice but they don't say it can be like a liquid so I'm thinking this time since I'm not going to be drinking the apple juice mix every two hours. I'll just do that when I'm supposed to. And then in between that, I'll do like a really strong green juice, like a uh, raw vegan rising likes to get out all mucoid plaques. I'll drink one of his, I'll drink a um, fruit juice in between there. So I'll like mix it in my own little juice fast. Whereas before when I've done the blusters, it's only been the apple juice, but this time I'm well, like, honestly, mix this it. sounds way more appealing to me. Because that drink that many times a day was kind of annoying to me. I would rather do For it sure. two times a day and then do um, like juice in between some herbal teas in between. Yeah. And then be, yeah, like I, when I'm done breastfeeding, which I did last time when I finished breastfeeding, I didn't did a blessed herbs and, and um, weaned link at the same time. And I'm probably going to do the same thing again this time because I can't wait to cleanse. Yeah. Like I can't wait. I mean, I'm going to, of course, wait, but you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. 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 Well, so no, I finally started because then I was just like whacked that I couldn't believe my stomach was so wacky from the digestive stimulators, the four, because I don't remember that. So this one will right. be interesting. And then I just, when I reread that again about absorbed sodium, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. It like just reminded me, I guess, because I know I've read it before, but it's been out of my mind for so long that it's like, yes, it's like the gut stuff is so, and some people, you know, when you were raised and you took antibiotics throughout your life and your gut is so fucking destroyed it's not an easy thing to like heal your gut like people kind of sound you know what I mean no it takes years and years and years and it gets frustrating like my cousin he's been you know taking herbs and you know vegan for a while and really trying but he gets like you know frustrated throughout because he was on um as he was growing up he did breathing treatments with steroids constantly on antibiotics like, you know, it wasn't breastfed, yeah. all of those things that, that translates into your adult life. Yep. And these are the things in the conversations that people don't want to have and look at. Same with the vaccines that translates into your adult life. People could have issues with like losing weight or, you know, um, thyroid issues or your body is filled with heavy metals. Like, right. what right. do you expect? It, they get stuck. What, what do you expect is going to happen? Your body has, you haven't given your body a chance ever to detox them out. So it, they hold on to a lot. Right. Which is why he needs some advanced TRS. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he tried the TRS actually, but yeah, that would be super important. And that brings us into a topic about the whole 5G EMF with the 
metals in the body and who will have a bigger, who the shift will have a bigger effect on um, in a negative way. And maybe not symptoms like would be spoken about with the whole EMF thing, like heart palpitations or things like that, but it could be deeper in the nervous system in the body that can come out later on. Yeah, and, no, they, and, and, actually, and people would never think that it's the EMF or 5G. I know, but you know what? Now that you just said that, I wonder if the Earth's magnetic frequency and what the planets are you know, doing right now and shifting, I bet you the metals in the body just alone from that is what's causing a lot of symptoms for people. Forget yeah. their like DNA upgrade. It's like the energetic shift, what's going on with the planets is messing with you in different ways because of the metals in your body too, not just 5G, like man-made electric, you know, electronic stuff. But what about, yeah, like, no. you know, Elizabeth April mentioned that. I think Elizabeth April mentioned that with the, with the shift of the earth and the mag- magnetic field and everything. When someone mentioned it, I don't know if it was Elizabeth April, but they said something about like the, the, we have metals in our body naturally. All the minerals are metals like iron, for example. Oh, right, and then right, right. when we go and mix in these, the, the, these metals that aren't supposed to be in the body, and then they interact with the metals that are in the body. That's a whole nother component. We right. have metals that are, and, and minerals that are naturally supposed to be in the body. And then we put other metals in and they interact. So that's a whole nother, you know, component there of what can be messing with the body right which will yeah we'll do another um conversation during my blessed herbs i'm sure and then we can talk about enemas colonics and more on the that's um, kind of what i was going to ask you before with blessed herbs weren't you supposed to do a colonic before and after or just after something or they recommended it or are you doing enemas like what are you doing i mean i've always usually just always done an enema like every day of it yeah, um, that makes sense. Is, yeah, but I always would like to get like a, you know, a colonic before, a colonic at the end, and then do enemas daily during it. And I was thinking it could be a great, um, it will be a great conversation when we go there because I was just having a friend that I know on Facebook and she was messaging me and bought her first enema bag and had so many questions. And it's always so funny because I've, I've made so many like little um, videos to have to send people because so many people are so... Um, overwhelmed by the thought of doing an enema I mean even think even you remember for the longest time you were like oh my god I just don't even want to do an enema because you do colonic so it's like they sound so much work but then once you do it the first time and you're like oh that was like dumb and easy and now I got the hang of it you just have to laughably easy laughably easy it is so easy such a great thing to do Um, especially when you need it. Like if you're at like a desperate moment where like you're not going to the bathroom or you have a headache or like something weird is going on in your body and you're like, I need like a shift to happen. Like do an enema. Like that is going to bring on a shift. Like there's so like so much is going on with the gut brain connection that if you're feeling even like, um, like mental type symptoms, like you need to have a bowel movement, like yeah. you know, so, so people don't even realize that there's like a vagal response. So you could be having like hot flashes or like, um, other type of symptoms that come up that your, your body is telling you that you need to sit on the toilet for 20 minutes and have a bowel movement, but people don't want to take the time. And that's why we're as a society, I always talk about it, the functional constipation. We don't take the time to go to the bathroom because as a child, we're always told, hurry up, go to the bathroom. You have two minutes, you have five minutes. Like bathroom time shouldn't have a time cap on it. 
it, yeah. it needs to be it needs to be a lot like we have to honor our body like this is like this is it this is all we have and we and we rush through anything that has to do with healing it so taking having a bowel movement is like very important we need to take time in the morning to sit down and let it come and it takes a long time for some people to have that the nervous system calm down and have the vague the vague vagal nerve response actually like happen and and relax and peristalsis to activate and then like actually to have a bowel movement. Well, no, that's why I always say I love that you take the time. And even if you don't feel the urge, you can sit on the toilet, hang out, and then one will come. Me, my whole life, the only time I'm going to the bathroom is I'll have to, you know, be doing whatever I'm doing. And then you feel like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. And then you go and it's, you know, freaking over. I'm not like taking time into it. And that's why I even love that Ella, I can actually tell her like, have you gone poop today and then she says no I'm saying all right we'll go sit on the toilet and she will always go when I tell her and that's yeah every time I tell people this it blows their mind and then they try it and they're like wow it took 10 minutes but I went or some people even longer but same thing with Link I if he hasn't gone to the bathroom yet during the day and I realize it's like afternoon time I'm like okay you have if you want to do anything else you have to take the time to go sit on the potty right now and yeah that's, that's what I do. If I feel like during the, the middle of the day, I always go in the morning, I sit down until the bowel movement comes. And then during the middle of the day, and then in the evening too, I always make sure I have three bowel movements a day because if I sit on the potty, it comes. Yeah, no. But people I, don't I, realize I, that we have that ability. No, Just go sit on the we, toilet, you'll go. We've had this conversation a million times. I don't think I've still <laughs> ever taken the time to sit there longer than 10 minutes because I just have no patience. I think I would sit there and if 10 minutes went by, I'd be like, okay, like this is too long. I'm like out of here. That's yeah, so well, sad. your legs, your legs get like numb too. Well, if you were sitting <laughs> the right way, maybe I don't even know. But it's really sad because from the time I was a kid, that's what my stomach thing was. I always had stomach aches, and then you'd have yep. a stomach ache and you'd go to the bathroom. And I barely went. And like I shared, when I was eighteen, I went to Paris for eighteen days because normally I'm not counting how you know how long it's been since I pooped last. But in Paris, eating French baguettes every single day sometimes for breakfast I would eat like three or four croissants like not even okay didn't poop the whole 18 days yeah that's so much of our society oh I mean 18 I remember feeling so horrible when I got home too but once you don't go for that long it wasn't enjoyable to be in a hotel room with my aunt and then like try like it just was not okay it was a problem so when you've yeah. been, you know, grown up and you have major digestive issues like that, even though, you know, I didn't even realize that was a problem. That's the thing. Most people in society don't even know what's normal and they don't even know what's a problem. Yeah. Yep. Even more alarming. <laughs> but anyway, just yeah, so yeah. the girl was messaging me about the enema and then she was just saying how, you know, how often should she do one? Can she get dehydrated from just like water enemas? And then I thought... It's so interesting because I don't even know what to say to some people because they eat like, you know, animal and processed food and, you know, so many like breads, you know, that I'm kind of like, I don't even know in my mind what I think about doing water enemas when you're eating that way. (sighs) Trust me, that was like my, my whole thing with being a you know I feel like I want it she wants to move on to coffee enemas which I'm not like professional at and have not even done that many myself and I go back and forth with them but people who do the coffee enemas regularly they're definitely not like 
the raw vegans and fasting, you know, they just eat their regular diet, which is probably like keto or maybe healthy, maybe some are vegan, you know, like healthier and they just like do them daily. So it's not like you have to be fasting or cleansing to do enemas, but I guess I just feel like, why would you, why would you not want to be cleansing and fasting and do them? Like, I, I don't really get, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, if somebody wants advice on enemas, I would say do a little bit of a, a, a I wouldn't say jump into a juice fast or a water fast or anything like that, because that's way too harsh on the body when you haven't been a, you know, high fruit consumer for a while. But I would say if you wanted, if you want to do enemas, take five days and, you know, eat just fruit um, or fruit and salads for dinner and do an enema every day. I, you know, like start slow and I would definitely not recommend, um, doing, uh, doing them regularly, like on like a weekly basis, um, long-term while you're eating like shit. And I also wouldn't recommend getting, getting your body used to them to where you start depending on them or using them for dependency to go to the bathroom. Um, that's why colonics are so different than enemas because, colonics strengthen the muscle because the water moves through the colon differently and then activates your peristalsis. Enemas don't really do that because then once you get on the potty and go to the bathroom, your peristalsis isn't continually activated by the water moving through. It doesn't, enemas don't really have that response. So it's not like a method of strengthening the colon wall. Whereas I would say colonics definitely gives your body more of a workout the, in, the internal body more of a workout. But for those people that are eating that way, definitely no coffee enemas. Way too harsh on the liver and your liver's really toxic. So if you want to work your way up to coffee enemas, again, this is, this is the journey. People don't want to commit to the journey. So then they look for a quick fix or want to do the most extreme day one. No, but yeah, because when body... you were just saying, oh, just have them eat fruit or something for a week, I was thinking just that alone, forget, they don't even need the enema at that point because they're not used to eating that. If they just ate fruit alone, holy crap, they would like, they don't, they don't, wouldn't even need the freaking enemas. Well, no, because it could constipate some people. You see, I mean, yeah, no, I guess it goes both ways. I'm yeah, thinking... they're not used to all the fiber, so then they, they can like get blocked up and it's, you know, and then they, but then if they do the enema, then that can help it start. And then they'll like really go to the bathroom. Right. There's so many pockets in the colon once the muscle gets weak. And then the pocketing is where the old food sits and putrefies. And the, the colon gets, you know, misshapen. And the, once you're eating the fruit, it could get stuck in the pocketing. And then, you know, stool can get stuck in the pocketing too. And then you could have weird thin poops. And that or diarrhea, and that's just um, the the stool is still stuck in the colon, and then other poop is moving around the stuck poop. Right, which that's a good point to bring up is for me for years the big pockets in the colon, and then even though I've done many blessed herbs and you do all these things, if you ever go back, you can't do the cleansing and then not like walk the walk afterwards. Because if you go back to even eating a little shitty, and for me shitty is still always going to be vegan, gluten-free, very minimal, um, really not anything cooked or processed or bread, but still it's right. like in there. And I feel like anytime I even slip up a little bit and get like too relaxed with my diet, um, definitely go back to stomach issues for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's because I, when I was talking to Shane about it, it's because 
right when you eat those foods, even the cooked foods, they go right to the pockets. And that's where yes. they're going to sit in there and get, you know, mucoid plaque and hardened and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, that's really how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. And I that's just... why, wait, real quick with the pocketing to mention, when you have stinky gas issues, that's where I get like really like, eh, with the whole like excess heat thing. Because sometimes it could be excess heat, like Chinese medicine says, but sometimes it's that you have pocketing in your colon and there's food sitting there and putrefying does that putrefication cause excess heat for sure because it's sitting there almost like stewing and like you know what I mean like it gets hot it gets hot in there our bodies are warm so if you have if (laughs) you have it's so (laughs) gross if you have shit sitting there it's like getting hot and steamy in there so yes it is excess heat that doesn't get that's this is where I get like eh with Chinese medicine. It's not getting to the root of the issue. So yeah, great, exactly. there's excess yeah. heat. What's the excess heat from? Oh, it's from the pocketing in the colon that you have stuff sitting there and putrefying. Exactly. So well, I guess that's where for so long I finally was oh, like, all right, I'm done with the Chinese medicine because I knew I needed more the root issue. Then you can yeah. add in the Chinese medicine for support. But yep, the root issue agree. is what really needs to be addressed. And for me, for those to share a little story of pocketing and stuff and how stomach issues can get mixed in with um, menstrual issues for women is I had major bloating issue happen and I couldn't even eat. I, I don't remember really the details, but major bloated and that bad gas cramp that I couldn't eat. And I ended up after a month of suffering, I finally had to be um, rushed to the hospital And they wanted to remove a part of my colon, but I was like, absolutely not. And when I stayed in the hospital for three days on IV, I finally had an MD come in and said that um, he's glad I didn't let them do that because he thinks that I just had like a cyst on my ovary um, rupture. And when it ruptured, it just caused pressure on my digestive system that put like a little kink in the colon because it was so inflamed. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. So just to bring that up, because again, you know, we, they're so close together. So think about it. A cyst erupted, got majorly inflamed, and then pushed pressure on my bowel, causing a kink. Like, who the fuck would have thought of that? (laughs) Yeah, that's like very real. Yeah. And like in the hospital for it, suffered a month, I lost so much weight, and they were going to remove a piece of my colon. Like, you know, thank God I was at least, and that's, that was the time where I was so anti-hospital. That's why I didn't go for the month. And I was like, I'd almost rather die than go to a hospital. So that's Well, yeah. And to bring up another point with the, um, the vaginal and gut connection, they're both um, areas in our body that um, house bacteria. So they, they translate between one another. And that's why so many women that are dealing with fertility issues, clean up their gut shift the bacteria in the gut and what does that do it shifts the bacteria in the vagina yeah um and and it helps issues like i can't tell you that was like one of the big things that i didn't even think i was going to get into as a colon hydrotherapist i learned it along the way that women were coming in with fibroids and all these issues and all they did was start taking a probiotic get colonics small shifts to their diet and guess what no more fibroids able to get pregnant Definitely really cool to see because that did not happen only a couple times. That was like a common theme with colonics. That anyway, um, well, yeah, no, so- that is a good point because again, that brings up another point for me. It's also years of being on antibiotics from what we thought were bladder infections, but they weren't. Right. It's really interstitial cystitis, which will be a whole other topic another time. But that always yeah. correlates 
because a lot of times when I, if I didn't go to the bathroom that day or felt, you sometimes you can feel the constipation like coming on, I would always get the, what I would describe, it feels like a horrible bladder infection, but it's interstitial cystitis. And again, it's because like you just said, the bacteria to those two areas are so close together and the inflammation. If you have inflammation in one area, it's likely like mixing and jiving with the other area too. So it's like all inflamed in that region, you know? Right. Yep. It's not like you're going to have inflammation just on the bladder. If the bladder's touching the colon, then it's going to be um, kind of there too. Yeah. But I anyway, really love to go into more fertility stuff too, because I think that, you know, people that are dealing with fertility issues, they don't even really try anything. And I think, or the majority don't, I mean, some people go yeah. the natural route, but you know, they don't even realize how easy it could be like fast, fast for fast for a week. That's one week of your life, right? If you want to have a baby, I mean, that's worth it. Fast for a week, do some colonics, um, do some vaginal steaming and get some RVGO massage and you, and and get some acupuncture. Like that is, you could do all of that in two weeks and you, and, if it didn't work the first time, guess what? Take another two weeks and do it again. You, you, I don't want to say definitely, but you would have a good oh, chance if, right if there. You of imagine pregnant. if they even added in raw vegan for those two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> like people don't understand how easy it is. And then they go through an expensive, very invasive and uncomfortable procedure and process. That's something they could have done on their own in a very quick and efficient way. Like even if they don't want to adopt the, the um, lifestyle. Like, it's like, you could have done this so easily. It's like, let me just help you real quick. Let yeah. me just help you get pregnant real quick. Really hit the body hard. Um, and, and you know, if you really want a baby, I mean, if that's the goal, I mean, if you want to have a baby, I mean, shit, clean it all up. But just well, if you want to get pregnant, you could do it. Though. I know so many people, they're really just lazy. People are so, you know how many people always tell me I'm the only person they know that eats like this or can, you know, can do it. It's like people have no willpower whatsoever. It's so really sad. And every time someone tells me that I'm not flattered by it, I'm actually like, wow, that's so sad that like, I'm the only person, you know, that eats this way and eats this healthy. Like, yeah, I hear it all the time. It's you know, sad. it yep. is. All right. Well, I just wanted to say that about the uh, sodium thing. So I was kind of like, yeah. You know, and and the sodium. That. So I don't know like more behind it, but I do have a little fact about the sodium and now I'm riding around on an RV car. So I'm oh. sure you hear this in the background, but um, <laughs> sodium is absorbed by the lower body. Magnesium is absorbed by the middle body and potassium is absorbed by the upper body. And I don't know what all that means, but there's a fact for you to end this uh, awesome podcast. Yes. Well, in the end, <laughs> no, that's good because I'm, I have yeah. more potassium. No, I need more potassium, less sodium. It's hard to balance. Yes, it is. Yeah. That's like an electrolyte mineral thing. Yes. So. Which that's really kidney, but probably a lot of colon too. So anyways, yeah. enjoy riding Alrighty. in the RV and um, okay. we'll talk soon. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> all right. Bye. All right, bye. bye.